0: Took the very essentials on today's show. We recap the Bears 37 to 17 victory over the Falcons and much more. What's happening, Perez? Hey, Doug, what's a good word, brother? And we are back up in here, man. Yeah, man, I miss you, bro. What's good,
1: man, dude? I had to, shh, man, I had to unplug audience. <laughs> we are sorry that we have been AWOL, but uh, your boy, Perez, I had to take some time off. Man, we have not missed a show, man. And I felt guilty about it when I was on vacation. <laughs> ain't dumb. We even tried to get a show in, audience. But listen, man, I was out in Turks. Internet situation is what it is out there. So I was like, man, I ain't about to spend $400 trying to fucking record a 30-minute episode. So audience, I'm sorry. Y'all had to wait. My bad. <laughs> well, Because you know how it is, man, when you're you, when you was on a cruise, audience. So, you know, those cruise internet plans. Man, please! I I asked the guy. I was like, "All right, so if I get this internet plan, I said I, I, I want a podcast." And he was like, "Oh yeah, you should be good, man. Listen to that Goofy." And then, as soon as I uh, was trying to, you know, get the show going, and it was started saying, "Roaming charges uh, will apply," and I'm like, "Wait, what's these roaming charges they talking about?" <laughs> then I then I Google it dub I'm like, "No, what we need to do, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no sir." I'm like, they will survive one week at night. But, man, I'll tell you one thing, bro. I'm just glad to be back on here with you, man. How was the New Year? How was Christmas? Talk to me, A-Dub.
0: Man, I'll tell you, man. Christmas and New Year's, both of them was a joy. You know how it is, Prez. It's always good to be around family. They crack you up. They bring up old shit all the time, man, that just gets (laughs) you going. (laughs) And it's always fun, man, always fun. Even on New Year's, man. I mean, we had, you know, Bel Air just popping everywhere, man, just to be thankful for another year. But it's always good to have fun with family, you know?
1: I'm with you, man. Uh, my family, we went on a cruise for Christmas. That was dope. And just like you said, man, just making moments and, and having memories. And, uh, man, my mom, she had a blast, bro. She had a blast on that shit, man. And i and I tell you one thing, bro. I told you off air, I was like, man, I wanted to make sure that that was a trip that when she, you know, later in life, you know, maybe when she's not able to get around and to do too much, she'll think back to those moments and be like, man, you know, we did this. We had such a good time, man. And so I was thankful we were able to have that moment. And to the point you made with New Year's, bro. Honestly, man, I got off the grid. I'm telling you all this, this has been your boy Press. He just been on some getting away from everybody. <laughs> He's trying to mind his own business over here, man. So... I told you, Dub, I was like, man, I'm going to take a couple of days more. I went, man, out to seclusion for New Year's, man, and just got off the grid, man. We're just on some some just trying to just cool the fuck out, man. 2023, man, you and I, man, all the work that not only we do over here on DBE, but the stuff that we're doing here on the Chicago State, the mine side of the house, bro, It's a lot of work. It's a grind. And I just needed
0: to recharge the batteries, man. And I'm glad you got the opportunity to do so, because I know the grind that you and I have been doing, you needed that, bro, for sure.
1: Man, but we, hey, listen, bro, we'll be back to it now, man. And We talk about this, the grind of the NFL season. These Chicago Bears, bro, I'm talking about, man, think about a month ago, the shit we were saying on this show about this team. We wanted to burn everything down. Well, at least I know I did. I know A does the more reasonable of the two of us. I wanted <laughs> everybody
0: out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's been different lately bro they've been playing a lot better and we like what we're seeing
1: i'm telling you we got pro bowlers ain't dub. martin sweat Jalen johnson we find that news out today
0: that that was announced man it's been a minute but we're talking about two on defense right now perez Woo! Yes, sir. that's big time right there bro love it
1: so shout out to martin sweat shout out to Jalen johnson well deserved right i mean we we talked about this so much with the acquisition of Montez Sweat and what that's meant for not only just defense, but this team as well, because, man, this whole team just has, like, a different look to it, a different swag, a different energy to it, right? And listen, man, Ryan Pauls, <laughs> I can't say it too much. I've said it. I know all this. I'm like, man, pressure. you keep saying it. I'm going to say it again. Hell of a move, right? Because he continues to show everybody that he's playing freaking chess while everybody around him playing chess. Great move.
0: Oh, yeah, Ryan Poles getting the job done, man. And the good thing about Ryan Poles is when things were going bad, he didn't let the noise get to him. He continued to do his job and make moves. And like you said, Perez, you will not have spoken highly of what Montez has brought to this team. But also, Jalen Johnson, you talk a lot about it as well, but what he's been able to do with the addition of Montez. And Jalen Johnson, as you keep saying, Perez, that dollar sign have gone up, bro.
1: Oh man. pale.
0: <laughs> <Damn. laughs>
1: all I'm gonna say. pale. right now you got so many storylines is going on with this team. The first of which, what's gonna happen with Maddie McRuce? What should they do with Luke Getz? What's gonna happen with Justin Fields? What are the Bears gonna do with that number one pick? So we're gonna unpack a lot of those things real quick here on the show before we get into the recap of the game. So AW and I talked about. The last time we were on the show, I know audience has been a while, shut up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the last time we was on the show, we said, hey, if this team gets close to that eight win, Mark, it's kind of like what you and I was kind of predicting heading into this season, and it may be enough for Evil Foose to keep his job. We're seeing reports that are coming out and saying that Sandy, he's safe. What say you?
0: I think he's safe as well, Perez. Um, the fact is, you will not called it. You're right. We said this team was somewhere around eight, nine games that they possibly could win this season. And for the most part, they're right there. No matter how ugly things look early on, look where we're at right now. This team on the verge of winning eight games if they beat the Packers. So at this point, you start to see what we talked about before, Perez, about the growth in some of our younger players, right? They've grown up. We saw Montez Webb make a Impact, we see Justin Fields do his thing. It's like this team has started coming to come into form. And you got to give Eberflus a lot of credit for his because what we're seeing right now really truly is that he has not lost the locker room. And when you have that, these team is fighting for you every game, despite adversity that it's gone through, you got to give Eberflus a lot of credit for that to keep this team together.
1: Listen, you know me, A I, I was going hard after uh, Matt Eberflus, but I, I will agree with you. A hundred percent, man. It's the energy that I had towards getting rid of him and the issues that I had with him, well, I also have to have the same energy for what he's done well. Like you said, he's kept this team together. They're very connected. You can tell that this team, they're playing for one another. I love to see it. The way that this team is rallying around Justin Fields right now, love to see that as well, A-Dub. That's another decision that Ryan Poles has on his desk right now. It's a tough one. So Ryan Poles, A-Dub, has a very, very important decision to ahead of him, And that decision is what to do with that quarterback position. Because if you look at this situation right now, you, you got a lot of people out here that are starting to change their tools on Justin Fields. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to run their mouths about Caleb Williams or Drake May or Michael Peters, whatever quarterback you want to throw out there. But I'll tell you one thing, man. This team, the players on this team, they continue to get there in front of that media and remind me that they are sticking with Justin. And I has to make the job of Ryan pose extremely tough because his job is he can't be emotional. He can't right. have attachments. He's got to make the best decision for the Chicago Bears. But when I hear that DJ Moore is talking to the front office, he's telling them, I want my guy Justin Fields back. Brother, 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 they got a tough decision because that number one pick, Woo.
0: everybody's over here clamoring for Caleb Williams. Everybody, he's, he's that guy. You right. So here it is, Perez. Where we at right now, when it comes down to moves that Ryan Poles make in the offseason, it could mean going to the playoffs or not. And that's going to be the key right there, Perez, when you think about Ryan Poles, What do you want to do? Like you say about the quarterback position. Do you want to stay with Justin Fields or do you want to reset the clock with another quarterback? Because if you want to seen with Justin Fields, he has turned the corner, bro. Look at these last few games or so. He's been balling out. Looks like a totally different Justin Fields. We're talking about throwing the football and running it. So you got to think about those decisions right there. And of course, you know, add another wide receiver that you will not be talking about with oh, Marvin Harrison boy. Jr. Woo! Man, bro, that's a tough decision right there, Chris. You're talking about deciding between a quarterback and a weapon like that? That's hard in itself. So I would say Ryan Pose, of course, got a tough job. But I want them to really think about that, that, hey, with this unit right now, what they are able to do with a few more pieces, how they can actually go to the next level. And that's why I want Ryan Poles to really think about before he make his final decision.
1: And to the fact that DJ Moore is having a career year with Justin Fields as his yep. quarterback. That's important. But also, yep. too, I know from a standpoint of business, right, A-Dub, they're going to look at the fact that if they draft a rookie quarterback, they can reset an extension for a quarterback because right now we're getting closer and closer to Justin Fields needing to be extended out, right? Right. Well, if they draft a quarterback, they can reset that timeline. But from my standpoint, when I'm looking at this thing, all this, you guys already know how I feel about one Justin Fields. That's, that's my guy. And I'm not saying that just because I want to be right about this kid. It's just because, to the point that AW was telling you guys, it's happened right before us. He's doing everything possible to show you that he's that deal. When well, he came back from that thumb injury, hand injury, A-Dub, brother, what more can he do? Right. I mean, he shut up all that Tyson Bay-Jet-mania bullshit that was going on and no, no disrespect to Tyson, right? Because, you know, he's going to be a fine
0: and quarterback in this league. But he quieted
1: that talk real quick, did he, A-Dub?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, shut everyone up when it came to that. So, now that's out the window, Perez, Tyson bay jet Now it's about, okay, is Justin Fields your guy moving forward? But you got to credit Justin Fields for what he's been able to do under the extreme pressure that he's under right now, and being able to perform this way. Press says a lot about Justin Fields as a quarterback.
1: And I've said it so many times, right? Lamar Jackson is headed towards another MVP season in the league. In my opinion, the only other guy in the league that plays like him is Justin. True. And no one talks about that. We sit over here talking about replacing a guy. We, we talk about replacing a guy that has Lamar Jackson type of bag. See, the problem here is, is what your play call. And that's why I'm going to get to the next part of the equation with Luke Getty. Because if anybody needs to go, in my opinion, it's still him. Yeah. Now, I know some people are going to sit here and say, well, friends, man, you know, he's starting to make the changes. And he's starting to manipulate things and, and they're rolling. Listen. When you got a guy like Justin Fields and that type of ability, Justin Fields should be further along in his development than he is. Now, part of that can be put on Justin, but a big part of that is on the person whose job it is to develop him and turn him into the beast that he should be in this league. And right now, what we're seeing is a Justin Fields that's still showing these signs, right? But well, we right. should be past signs. It's just been very inconsistent, very up and down. And I would love for us to bring in an innovative play caller, man. Somebody that can work with him and do what is happening with Jalen Hurts in Philly. There's some young quarterbacks in this league that are real being developed. Look at the work that's being done with C.J. Stroud in Houston. You need somebody that's going to be able to come in here and let Justin do what he does best. A.W., you brought this up on a previous show when you talked about the fact that Justin Fields is an elite runner of the football, Right? Right. Well, somebody right. has gotten in his head and was like, hey, we don't want you running the football like that as much as you were. So you took something that he did elite and told him not to do it, and you wanted him to sit in the pocket, which is something that he definitely doesn't do elite at this point. Right. So then you basically have a quarterback here that you're not putting in position to do what he does best. But well, what we see down the stretch is we're still seeing Justin Fields. <laughs> you can't put a, a fucking, you can't put limits on a guy like that. That Houdini bullshit that he did, man, when when we thought he got sacked twice and he got out of that, I'm sitting here like, what quarterback in the past have we had a dub that would have ever made a play like that?
0: Man, we ain't had no quarterback like that, Perez, to be able to break tackles and scramble like that, bro. And that's one thing, Perez, you cannot take away from Justin Fields, man, his ability to escape traffic. I was glad that he's on
1: our side, and I just hope that Ryan Poles does the right thing, man. And and, and Matty Mahoos, as far as I'm concerned, you get one more year. Uh, yeah, that turnaround you did on defense, great. But I do hope that they get a defensive coordinator in here so that way you can now focus on all aspects of the team. Because, again, a when he came here, what were we told? He was going to be the CEO of this ball club. Right. I would like for him to return back to that. It's been great to see the turnaround on defense. However, we didn't bring you here to be the defensive coordinator. We know that you can coach defense. All right? You've proven <laughs> that. <laughs> Shit. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right but i want you to coach this football team and we need to get to the playoffs we need to start doing more
0: than scratching the surface right and i think the one of the problems with luke getty that really keeps standing out to you and i is that when our offensive line cannot hold up for we really do see luke Getsy break down for sure with his play calling etc and he looks very mediocre in that manner so with that, Perez, you make a good point. We bring somebody else on board at that OC, you're going to have to have that OC for sure, know what he's doing whenever the O-line cannot hold up. Things happen. What do you do when those things occur? And I haven't seen that from Luke Getse at all. If his time is up, bro, we're bring in, that's what they got to do to help Justin Fields continue to develop.
1: And, I mean, you heard on the broadcast, A-Dub, it was clear as day. The fans chanting, we want Justin, we want Justin. I mean, listen, bro. This kid right here, he's been through <laughs> it. In his yeah. three years in the league, a he hasn't seen it all. But I'll tell you <laughs> yep. one
0: thing, man. If there's
1: anybody that I'm pulling for,
0: is that kid. You know, under a lot of scrutiny that you and I keep talking about, a lot of pressure as well, and still where he's at right now, bro, doing big things. I mean, we saw what happened against Atlanta, what he was able to do. But it just shows you that this kid, man, has not given up on himself and continue to fight. Okay. And continue to battle out there. And right now, Sean's a hell of a lot. And then we
1: got people that are sitting here. You know, I know that our email audience and and DMs kind of piled up a little bit. It's the holidays. But we did get the sentiment, right? Everybody's sitting here talking about the number one pick. And like, oh, Ryan Poles, he's going to get a a haul for that pick. Well, no shit. You (laughs) know what I mean? Right. We know that there's teams that right now, if you look at the Commanders, you look at the Patriots, both of these teams, we know need quarterbacks. Right now, Ryan Post has the biggest chip that he's dangling in front of the league right now. And salute to him for making that trade. AW and I talk about this all the time, the trade he made with the Panthers last year. That right there put the Bears in a really, really good spot, right? Because to the point you were making earlier, you trade that pick down, you stick with Justin, You get Marvin Harrison, Jr., you get an edge rusher in that first round. Think about how the fortunes of your franchise now for the next 10 years have been dramatically altered by that
0: trade. It's incredible. And you talk about how possibly get another top draft pick if you were to trade down Perez, next season. I mean, come on, man. You can't really beat that, bro. And I think to your point, you really don't see wide receivers – getting drafted number one, you know? I mean, it has been a long time since the last wide receiver drafted number one. So it's like, really? Most people want that quarterback at number one, his. So Ryan Pose, you're right. He has the, the driver's seat right now, bro. Take all the offers at this point and see how you want to maneuver through things.
1: Yeah, I just think that because you have those quarterback-hungry teams at the top of the draft, yep. I think, you know, I think you'll you have a good spot here where Marvin Harrison Jr. potentially can land there at the number three spot. But all this, we're not going to get you guys bogged down with the draft talk. But honestly, just we know that a lot of you guys have been reaching out to us about that number one pick. And, hey, I'm glad that it's finally coming to fruition that we clinched that number one pick. And I can't wait to see what Ryan Poles is able to do. Because, listen, you saw how he fleeced the Panthers last year. Yep. I can't wait to do that to another team. <laughs> For all this, we're about to get into some analysis of this game. Hey, dub. One of the things that was really cool for me, in addition to seeing DJ Moore and Justin just continue to show us the chemistry that they have and making plays together, was we'll seeing Khalil
0: Herbert, man, do work Woo! on the ground, man. Man, did he press? I mean, bro, we're talking about a couple of weeks in a row where we've seen this guy do work. And you and I have been talking about how loaded we are in the backfield with the running backs, bro. And we're starting to see that. We saw Dante Foreman do his thing. Now we're seeing Khalil Herbert do his thing, and we got to salute to Khalil Herbert for going out there and balling, bro.
1: I mean, I talked to the audience about this a couple episodes ago, and I said, hey, don't forget that this guy was returning from a high ankle sprain. And that's why we were seeing some of those poor performances that he had against Cleveland and Detroit. But to your point, A.W., you got to think about it. He's starting to build momentum here and show you that, hey, he could be a potential back that they can build around. With him and Roshan Johnson next year as a one-two punch, hey, brother, sign uh, me up.
0: <laughs> having two running backs, either one of them can get the job done, man. So salute so to having a good backfield like that where both of them can definitely take on a workload.
1: This defense, ain't dub you continue to talk about it. Everybody's continued to rave about it, man. But, brother, the Falcons, they couldn't do nothing with our defense. Outside of that screen pass to Algier, which, you know, whatever, you know, I give him his props, he made a good play. But outside of that, bro, our defense wasn't playing no game.
0: When you see Heineke out there running like that, bro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> running for his life trying to make something happen. But to your point, man, the defense, the secondary stepping up as well, it's like, man, this is what you look for you talk about a complete defense. And as I told
1: the audience previously, Dexter, in my opinion, is really emerging in front of our eyes and he's showing you that ability is pass rush threat in the middle of that defense brother had his best game rushing the pass with two sacks in the ball game bro i mean and that's the effect of having a guy like montez sweat on that d line with you because now he's getting that attention, right now imagine what happens and i know i'm going to talk quickly about the draft and i'm getting off the draft but imagine they dub another edge rusher that can get around that corner with a montez sweat with the weapons that they have in the middle of that defense brother jesus christ man this big as defense, boy, I, I swear, well, Lord, we're going to take back that north. Hey, y'all hear me. I'm talking that shit now. Don't play with me out here. Hey, this defense, you. bro, is elite. It's elite, bro. It's elite. But this secondary, my God, I love this secondary. And I know the Bojack, he probably ain't going to be here next year. But, bro, when I look at a brisker, Tyreek Stevenson, brother, Jalen Johnson, Payo, Kyler Gordon. Bro, and these young corners, bro. It's so many <laughs> weapons on the secondary, bro. I'm like, god damn, Ryan Post did a tremendous job with this defense.
0: I mean, Tyreek Stevens, you brought up Kyler Gordon. We'll see how these young players are playing, Press. It's like, what wait a minute, these guys have gotten better, you know. And we just saw what Tyreek Stevenson did against the Falcons, bro. Those two interceptions. We saw the previous week with Kyler Gordon out there making big plays. It's like, man, these young guys really impressed are showing that, hey, they can handle business. And what you like is how this secondary look pretty sharp with your boy Johnson, man. So to your point, you Pay Johnson. You look solid with those guys. And that's what you want right there in that secondary. Guys who can make impact plays.
1: And then TJ Edwards, once again, from that linebacker position, I mean, I feel like he got snubbed. I mean, how yeah. did he not make the Pro ball? Come on
0: now, NFL do better. That's a snub. He's a pro sure, bowler Perez. in my
1: mind. He's a pro bowler in my mind.
0: Mine too, press. And you're right, bro. He got snubbed, man. I mean, you talk about consistency for the Bears all season. He has been that guy. I understand Montez Wedding came out and gave us something different. Right when he got to the Bears, but Edwards, man, he's been doing it all, bro. We talking about interceptions. We're talking about tackles. I mean, he's done everything he needed, and he's been exceptional, played exceptionally well. For the Bears this season, man. I got to tip my cap off to him. I'm shocked he got snubbed, though.
1: And I know people are probably going to listen to this show and they're like, man, a and prayers over here all excited for a seven-win season, potentially with the Packers coming in here. Well, listen, audience, we ain't no negative type of cats on this show. It was, it was very difficult for us to sit here and talk about some of these tough losses. I don't like being on here ranting about firing people. I I'm not that type of guy. But I am going to call it like it is, right? Right right now, I feel like we have reasons to be excited. I mean, obviously, we're not going to make the playoffs, whatever. But I thought this was a nice statement win that the Bears had going into the new year. That something that they can take positively in the offseason. I think it gives the front office and this fan base some reasons for optimism. I know people are going to sit here and say, Chris, we always have this optimism. And then we get fucking kicked in the pants. Okay, I I get that. But I think it's different this time. I really do. And I know people are going to say, well, Perez, we've said that before. (laughs) But what the fuck do you want me to say?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. Hey, look, you said it bad night, kid, on that note, bro. Look, this team definitely looks different, though. And the thing is, Perez, it's not just about, you know, um, winning the games, it's also about who they're beating as well, right? And like, look what they did to the Lions, right? And it's like, this team is really showing you something, you know, that they've actually turned the corner. If they can continue to build off that Perez, to where they are right now, we could see a 10-win team next year, bro. We could. You know, so Uh I think the optimism is fair in this case here, bro, because this team here, defensively, it's not just looking like, oh, they're doing well defensively. They're doing great, bro and all you got to do is continue doing what you're doing there and continue to get better offensively, you go to a whole other level, bro. And I think that's what the Bears are building towards at this point.
1: I mean, you got to think about it. what this defense is doing, man. They're getting takeaways. This yeah. is something that we in the past have struggled with. All they're doing right now is taking the football away from teams. Tyreek Stevens is out here getting picks. Had hey, two in the game against the Falcons. Right. I mean, Bro. For all of what people had to say about him earlier in the year when he was getting cooked, all we were saying here on this show is like, hey, that's the NFL. Let's go happen. Hey, you got to have the next play mentality. We know that Tyree Stevenson is highly talented. And I wasn't worried about the kid. Because I told y'all back in training camp that I was like, he's built for it. And now you're seeing the fruit of that lane. This defense, bro, is giving me all type of reasons to be fired up, bro. My God, man. Damn, I love this defense.
0: And the thing you're hampering on right now, Perez, that I totally agree with you on, what makes it feels different than a lot of optimism is the fact that they're getting a lot of takeaways, bro. They're doing great in their department, for sure. And they've been, for the most part, consistent at stopping the run. This is not a fluke here, Perez. This is actually becoming an identity right now for the defense. And this is why I like more about these guys. They're showing up. They're being impactful, man. And if you got a defense that's doing that, it's not a fluke with that point. It's just that now, where do we go from here? You know they do.
1: I, I You know, something just pissed me off real quick. It just popped in my head. On I mean, Your boy press still warming back up from being off for a couple weeks. How the hell DJ Moore don't make the Pro Bowl?
0: Ooh. I mean...
1: Somebody yeah, talk to me. Somebody talk to me. Somebody talk to me, I, me about that now. Somebody explain that. Make it
0: make sense. I mean, this dude had a career year, bro. And everything. Receptions. What? Yards. I mean... Touchdowns. What more do you want? What more what do you want? That's what I'm trying to tell from? you.
1: That's what I'm trying to tell you. Without his starting quarterback for multiple games too, and he still got career highs in all those categories. that A. Bill talked about. Bro, But well, Luke gets is his offensive coordinator.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got right. time today. Right, I don't get it. I'm a loss of words on that note. I can't believe it. I'm like, how does DJ Moore, of everyone on this team, he's the one that gets snubbed? Come on, man. This dude been exciting the majority of the season. What more do you want from this guy, man? He's been carrying the offense along with Justin Fields. I'm like, come on, man. Give the guy his respect and credit, man. Come on, man. I can't believe they played DJ Moore like that. Cannot believe it.
1: I can't either. But shout out to the Panthers for throwing him into that trade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what?
1: Whatever. I salute that GM. Good job. You know what I'm saying? I know the Panthers fans ain't happy. Did you see how they was treating Bryce Young after the game? <laughs> that whole fuck was on the field. They was booing this shit and talking shit to him. I was like, damn. Welcome to the NFL,
0: Bryce. For real, bro. You ain't getting the job that out there. These fans going to let you know, man. It's been a tough one for Bryce Young.
1: It sure is. Roll time. <laughs> now, a on the offense, right? So we talked about Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright. And I specifically have highlighted Darnell Wright's play. Braxton Jones, quietly, brother, has had another really solid season. This is your guy. You've been you know, bigging him up here on the show. But, I mean, what do you think about this tackle situation? Because right now this is another position when you look at the offseason where I'm like, I don't think they need to go after a left side. I think you got your left side. You definitely got your right side.
0: Yep. I feel like you feel, pressed when it comes down to the tackles. I thought Braxton Jones, that you and I criticized him earlier for, was for the penalties. He brought them down. He's been blocking pretty well. And he's been doing his thing, man. And that's what you look for out of Braxton Jones. So when he told me he was good, I guess he was talking about this second half of the season, saying, Doug, don't worry about me. I got this under control. And he's been holding it down, man, since coming back from injury. So I got to give that guy a lot of credit. So and to your point, we're right. What more can I say about him, man? You said enough about him. All season, prayers what he's been able to do. So I'm pretty confident in what these guys can do at your tackles. All right, so we, we've, been, we've been giving them a lot of praise,
1: audience. Yes, we've been doing that. But they do. we got to get to some things here that they can be doing differently. So when you look at this game against the Falcons, anything you can nitpick them about?
0: I'm going to start with our defense first. Too many times, y'all give up big plays. Y'all give up big plays. You cannot keep doing that, man. You got to hold them there. You got them under control. Kick them while they're down. But don't give up these big plays because they come back to hurt you. And a couple games that the Bears lost in these last six games, that's what has happened. And you saw what happened against Atlanta, right? Another big play that you brought up earlier, bro. Yep. It's cheer we can't allow those type of plays to happen, bro. We got to get the job done and hold them from letting that type of stuff happen. So the Bears continue doing that, bro, slowing them down from those type of plays. The defense will be shutting people down easily, bro.
1: I think in addition to that, this is a good point, A-Dub. I think also allowing Heineke to get loose on some of those scrambles. You saw second, third, alone type of situations. He was able to kind of make some plays out there. You got to contain those running quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, and – I was sick when he got that touchdown off scrambling at that. I'm like, Oh, how we Uh let Haneke get this one, bro. Not him, (laughs) you know, but that's why the defense definitely gotta be better at press for sure. Gotta stop that.
1: And then I talked about Dexter getting the two sacks, but that was all the the pass rush that we had in the game. And with the fact that the Falcons, you knew that they had to throw the football because they were behind so so much. It was interesting that the bears didn't get home more than they did in that game. So that's, Something I can nitpick them about. Obviously, all this, it ain't going to be all perfect. But, you know, we got to at least keep it balanced throughout.
0: Absolutely, Perez. And I thought even with those sacks we got from Dexter, you know, you had a good point. It took a while before we started to really put some heat on that guy, you know. So the Bears, of course, can be better in that department for sure.
1: Anything else you want to kind of touch on there before we start giving
0: out some game balls around this piece? I will say on the offensive side, bro. The Bears got to find a number two wide receiver that you and I know. You got to find yeah. somebody to be consistent. You just can't look, of course, for DJ Moore to do everything. And, I mean, DJ Moore done his thing, bro. But the others, man, on that uh, offensive side in the wide receiver department, got to step up, you know. Uh, we saw a little bit from Tyler Scott we have done a little bit. But we need more than just that, bro, if you want to take your game to the next level.
1: Well, I mean, right now, Cole Comet, if I'm being honest, is the number two as far as this season is concerned. True. And Justin Fields didn't have him in the lineup. But my thing is there that shows
0: you the value of a co-commit and how he's become very vital here in this office. You're right. And it tells you right now that our depth from a wide receiver standpoint, of course, that you and I both know, and we've talked about it for sure, has to be better because, you know, I know Money Moon didn't play, but it wasn't like Money Moon been playing lights out either. So that's the point right there, really.
1: You know, Ada, we always kind of joke about Bears weather and and how you know sometimes it's like it's kind of BS. But I, I kind of in this game when I was watching it, Ada, I was like, Yeah, that's some Bears football now. It's bears <laughs> weather out there snowing. I'm looking at my boy Roshan Johnson out there running the football. I was like, Yeah, bears weather ain't so damn overrated.
0: <laughs> Seeing the snow. I mean, even seeing that touchdown of DJ Moore, I said, it's in the snow. You know what I mean? It's coming down, man. He threw a dart over there, man, to DJ Moore for a touchdown. I'm like, I'm loving this, man. So seeing our Bears players do well in the snow, man, that's good. something I love to see, man, just bring up all the old Bears when they used to play in the snow and how they used to do well in that. So it's brought some good memories.
1: Listen, that brings up memories of that infamous play where Wilbur Marshalls running that fucking fumble recovery back in the fridge is running with him. Side by side, boy. That's what that shit felt like out there. I know, audience, don't, don't kill me. I'm not comparing our defense to the '85 Bears defense. I'm talking about having our team out there fucking dominating in the snow. Again. That's what I liked. You know what I mean? So you gotta be That's careful right. with these people. They'll they'll take a quote and they'll go run with it. they will like, go oh, are <laughs> comparing the Bears defense to '85 Bears? No, he ain't. Oh no, yeah,
0: <laughs> not at all. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that there. But to your point, Perez, I like where you're going when you talk about just how we're performing in the snow, man. And that's really what, what we're talking about for sure.
1: And uh, you really touched on something that I want to make sure that we unpack real quick. You talk about Tyler Scott. And going into the season, a lot of us thought, hey, Tyler Scott, and that speed and some of the things that he was doing in training camp. We thought it was gonna, we were gonna see a lot of that on the field this season. We haven't. And he had a prime opportunity there on Sunday with Mooney being out. And We didn't see him make that statement. And to the point that you were making, that we do need a number two receiver, yes. But I also think that Tyler Scott's going to have to do more to step up.
0: And we don't know what's going to really happen. Of course, this offseason, we have our speculations, of course. But what it says for Tyler Scott is that, hey, man, you want to be a weapon on this team. You want to be a factor. You got to take advantage of every opportunity that you get, you know? And it definitely starts right now, you know? And if you want to be that guy, this is what you got to go through. And I hope that he can continue to learn and grow to be prepared for next season. I mean, he missed multiple touchdown catches. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Can't do that, man. Cannot do that at all. How he missed that department. You got to be a crunch time wide receiver, man. You got to make big plays. And when your, call, your number is called, that's when it's time to shine. And a lot of times when his number is called, Perez, he didn't answer the bill.
1: And this is the thing. We knew he wasn't going to be like a savior or anything like that as a fourth-round draft pick. But right. for a guy that's played the damn near every game ain't up, I just expected to see more. So I think for him, he's going to be a guy It's going to be very important for him this offseason to really make sure that he's getting after
0: it. He's going to have to, man, because guess what? He's going to have more competition next year, bro. Yeah,
1: you already know what they're going to do. I mean, Ryan Poles, he's shown you. When it comes to this roster, all he does is try to breed competition right? And, and they're just going to keep adding talent to this team. So, it's just going to be one of those things that guys are going to have to step up. You know, and, and listen, cream always rises to the top, as they always say, Doug. Tyler Scott, you're going to have to rise to the occasion, baby. I got one more thing before we give out some game balls. I, I, I'm i going to give Maddie Bafouce some credit here, man. I thought that this was the most complete win that we've seen in the Maddie Bafouce era. I know we haven't had a lot of wins on so I have to preface that. However, this one, it felt good, man. It felt good to see Justin Fields out there doing this thing. It felt good to see that running game doing what it's doing. It felt good to see DJ Moore cooking. Not from a rush standpoint, a but it just felt good to see that defense holding his record outside of the big play, right, that we talked about in right. a couple of those high key spreads. But I thought for just looking at this team from top to bottom, A-Dub, hey, I thought it was a really impressive win.
0: It was, Perez, and I thought the Bears did a good job at closing out this game. I mean, the defense, to your point, stepped up to close it out. The offense made the plays they need to make. And I'm like, hey, this is what you got to do if you want to win games. Got to start well, got to finish strong as well. And I thought, to your point, Perez, this defense and offense play extremely well.
1: Mistake-free football is the thing that I preach all the time here with this team. Another game where they did not turn over the football, but another game where the defense got four takeaways, bro. Mm. I feel like they must circle that on the board, dude. Every week we give four takeaways because it's becoming a
0: habit. Yep. <laughs> and this reminds you, Perez, on why you have optimism about this defense, right? Because it's becoming a habit, man. If they continue doing this. It's like, hey, what do you expect? Hey, now it's becoming a standard now. This is what this Bears team does they get takeaways. And
1: the offense did a really good job of controlling the game, A dub they fucking killed that clock <laughs> every <laughs> opportunity, man. They they, they own the football. And that's what you want, man. You want to basically make sure that the other team realizes that, nah, <laughs> you don't get this football until we score a fucking touchdown on your fucking bum asses. And that's what they did.
0: And all that to say, bro, is that Justin Fields did a good job passing the football. The running backs did a good job running the football. I mean, to your point, Chris, a lot of things worked out well for the Bears that you don't see happen often like that. You know, the running the football and throwing it like that. I mean, Justin had 268 yards, you know, in the air. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, that is very good, bro. And we already know he's going to do with his wheels, right? We're running the football. So it's like, hey, this guy done a heck of a lot, man, right there. That's a lot. And you got that from Justin Fields. You got a lot of DJ Moore. You <laughs> already hit on the head. Well, we got our boy Khalil Herbert. Man, bro, a lot of great things happened on the offensive side, and then to your other point on the defensive side, of bro, we saw them step up big as well with getting those turnovers. So it's like, man, what more do you want? Complete game, and they also got thirty-seven points out of all this. So it just shows you that the Bears really came to play against Atlanta.
1: All right, man, let's get into some game balls here. Offense, who's getting the game ball, bro?
0: I gotta go, Khalil Herbert, man, Khalil Herbert, (laughs) and the reason why I'm going Khalil Herbert, bro, is the fact that. He didn't leave Justin Fields hanging. What I mean by that, bro, we know that Justin Fields, you know, a dual threat. Everyone knows that, right? But because everyone knew that Justin Fields was going to run the football, Khalil Herbert made them pay. He was like, I'm going to make you guys pay. I mean, those 30-plus yard runs he had, man, I was like, wow. He almost had a touchdown on one of them but got stopped at the one-yard line, but he came back and put that in for a touchdown. So he ran the football extremely well. And what he did also was make that line of defense be honest for sure. Because, as you know, Justin Fields and DJ Moore were having their way. But guess what? Khalil Herbert said, guess what? They got to stop me as well. And he came through.
1: Well, we always say it on this show. It starts with the running game. And uh, I thought having Khalil Herbert, to your point, running the football as well as he did took pressure off of Justin Fields. But also, like you said, it kept the Falcons' defense honest. And then Justin was out there picking them apart, you know, finding D.J. Moore. You know, so it's just one of those things that it just goes to show you that if we can continue to keep playing comprehensive football like what we've been doing here down the stretch, is going to be a tough team to contend with. And like I said, I don't know what this running back situation is going to look like next season, but I'll tell you one thing, man. Khalil Herbert is still reminding folks that, hey, I'm still here.
0: You got to love the way this guy is running the football. Keep doing your thing, Khalil Herbert. Finish strong, baby.
1: My game ball's going to number one. Listen, bro. <laughs>
0: that game
1: right there, man, it's just hearing those chants from the fans. All the things that Justin's gone through, right? I mean, Justin Justin feels, to his credit, has done a tremendous job of blocking out the noise. You know, everybody uses that cliche in sports. Oh, I just got to block out the noise. I got to watch film. I got to get better. A lot of the times, that's just talk. But what I see with a guy like Justin is I see a guy that did those things. He did block out the noise. I mean, a two months ago, people were sitting here trying to get him out of town. They were sitting here trying to tell us how a backup quarterback that couldn't throw the ball down the field was the future starting quarterback for the Bears. Right. Then it started to become Caleb Williams, or this potential rookie quarterback, should be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has shut down all of that talk. Now, we still don't know what the hell Ryan Poles is going to do. But I'll tell you one thing. Justin Fields is all that he can to show this organization that he's the guy, and he should be the guy. He showcased to the point that you were making earlier, A-Dub, that dual threat ability is the reason why he got drafted in the first fucking place. Yep. In my opinion, artists, Justin Fields has to be your starter quarterback next year. He has to be. When you got the locker room that surrounded this kid with open arms and and basically openly lobbying for him, not just guys on offense, but on defense. You know what Ja'Kar Brisker had to say about it, they dug Montez
0: Sweat as well. This team is rallying around the quarterback. The team supporting them the way they are, that's what you want to see. And what they're doing right now, bro, is making it very difficult for Ryan Pose to move on (laughs) from Justin Fields. (laughs) Because right now, the locker room supports him. They love him. we seen that we spoke on just a little bit earlier about what he and DJ Moore has been able to do. That says a lot about your quarterback. That doesn't happen with some bomb quarterback. You know, DJ Moore doesn't do what he do with a bomb. He ain't do it before. So this lets you know that, hey, he has elevated his game. Justin Fields has now taken his game to the next level. I like what this kid, Justin Fields, has been able to do. And I think he's only going to continue to get better, bro. So why not rock with him? Because you don't want to miss out on something special. We can talk about this Caleb Williams talk, and whoever talk you want to talk about bringing in here at quarterback, look, Justin Fields next year could be so much better than what he is this season, and you don't want to miss that when it happens.
1: To the point you're making about DJ Moore, actually he has done it with bumps, but imagine what he could do in an offense that's tailored around Justin Fields with a Marvin Harrison Jr. brought in here potentially next year, brother. <laughs> Listen, I haven't cried in a little while, but I swear to God, they, did. And they draft <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr., brother, and you and I are gonna be covering the draft, but I'll probably just be sitting there looking at you at the table like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Ooh. Because that is just how much I feel like this kid is a generational talent. And for the opportunity to pair that kid with a DJ Moore.
0: Brother, brother, brother. That's a tough offense right there. It really is. Those two wide receivers, bro, along with commit that you brought up earlier, how well he's been playing. Man. And then our running backs as well, bro. With Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. We got weapons. We got the weapons. Let them ball out. Bro.
1: Mercy. Mercy, A dub. Mercy. Anyway. Who's getting you game ball on defense, bro?
0: My game ball on defense. Gotta go with Tyreek Stevenson. Gotta give, give it to the, hell, rook. Man. the rook. The rook balled out, man. The one thing I like about him, bro, he had four pass deflections out there, bro. Four of them had a couple of picks. I'm like, Tyreek Stevenson stepped this game up. He also had some tackles, too, bro. I think about four tackles out there as well. This is what you like about Tyreek Stevenson his growth, the fact that you hit him early, bro. The next play mentality. He has always shown that ability. He'll make a mistake, bro, but come back and do something extremely well. Got to give it rook a lot of credit, man. He's been balling. I like the way he played against Atlanta.
1: I I love the the points you made there about his nice play mentality, but the pass breakups, the tackles, those are all important things. But I think the biggest thing for me with this kid is how he rebounded from that slow start earlier in the season. He has four picks which is basically, I think, tied for the team lead as far as interceptions are concerned. And he's also now showing you that he can be that guy because when Jalen Johnson went down with the shoulder injury, who replaced him over there on that side? Stevenson. Tyree Stevenson. Okay. So right there, that's showing you like, okay, listen, (laughs) I'm that guy. And that is why Ryan Poles deserves more credit than he gets because this is another really solid draft pick for him. I know we can sit here and pick apart the Tyler Scott move, but I feel like he has more hits in the draft than misses. And my humble opinion, all this you guys want to sit here and and, and and remind me of who he's missed on,
0: go for it. But be careful, because I'm going to tell you who he hit on. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Yeah, you man. Get? I with you, friends. Those hits, man, cannot deny that. And Tyree Stevenson is one of those hits for sure. You got to give the guy Ryan Poles a lot of credit, man. He drafted well.
1: Shit, another one of his hits is who's getting my game ball on defense, and that's Jermaine Dexter. Mm. Again, a When what did I tell you guys on a previous episode? I said we got a three technique that is growing right in front of our eyes. That's what we're seeing here. The combination of athleticism and speed that this guy brings to this defense I'm not making necessarily a comparison to Tommy Harris, but when Tommy Harris played in that Bears defense, he was the engine that kind of helped that defense go before he got injured. Dexter and that athleticism and speed reminds me of that part of Tommy Harris' game. And so my big thing here with a guy like Dexter, I can't wait to see him year two. My goodness, because he had a coming
0: out party against the Falcons. He sure did, Prince. You better watch out for Dexter, man. The way he was coming up that middle, I'm like, that pressure he was bringing? I'm like, wait a minute. We're talking about Dexter right here, bro. We ain't talking about Jones nobody, not Justin Jones. We're talking about Dexter. And to your point, bro, he played well against the Falcons. And that's the type of Dexter that I can see putting on those type of performance, bro, in the future. I love the way he played, man. I can see more of that happening down the road.
1: Don't I mean, me started on Justin Jones. He played like a fucking idiot in that game. The damn two <laughs> penalties he had. Yeah. You know, like I said, we didn't have too many bear downs in this ball game. But Justin Jones, what we doing, bro? Because one of them plays led to a damn touchdown from Heineken.
0: It did. Definitely did. You got to be smarter as a veteran. That's what it is, bro. You got to be consistent. And to your point, definitely smarter. But Justin Jones should know better at this point in the season, but you're right. I did not like the way he played at all, bro. And he better come out and ball out next game. He better.
1: Speaking of the next game, we got the Packers. And we know that this game not only means something to this entire fan base, but we know how much this matchup means to the ownership group. And, you know, we'll see what happens here. We'll have a preview pop for you guys a little bit later in the week on this. Again, we are happy to be back. We apologize, you know, that we've been gone for a little bit, but just like with anybody, it's okay for people to take a break. You know what I'm saying? We came back fresh. We came back and we hit y'all with a nice little episode. And my goodness, Packers week, eh, girl?
0: mercy That's always a big week, friends. We talk about facing the Packers, baby. Always. But definitely, definitely. Green Bay sits at 8-8. Eight eight. Chicago Bears at 7-9. Hey, look, man. They can have the same record at the end of the season, bro, despite what all what happened to the Bears.
1: And listen, obviously not a playoff game for us, but I'm treating this like a playoff matchup. Let's go out there, man, and fucking beat these dudes, right? Because every player on that team and the coaching staff should treat this game like it's a playoff game. We should see that playoff intensity from this team. And I'll tell you one thing, too. It wouldn't be crazy for me to say, The outcome of this game could go a long way to both the future for either team, right? Yep. Because you don't know what's going to happen with the Packers next season. And the Bears, there's a lot of question marks that we brought up. So my whole thing is, man, go out with a bang. Beat these
0: fucking Packers. You know what I mean? You make a good point there. I'm looking at Eberflue's like, hey, look, you're talking about next year. Of course, you heard the rumbling about you being here. That prayers brought up early. But man, you get a win against the Packers? There you go. There you go.
1: Listen, that's the matchup that always mattered. Lovey Smith, man, he did it better than most coaches that came here. He got it right. Beat Green Bay. He always talked about that, and he did it. Ivaflus beat Green Bay.
0: <laughs> that's it, man. You beat Green Bay. We all good, bro. Well,
1: audience, man, we appreciate y'all. We are back. And we appreciate the continued support of the platform and for helping make us a top ten Chicago Bears podcast. On to Green Bay, but for now, we are out.